I want your holiday music for the Pod Mod holiday episode. Christmas music is a little annoying in general, but we have the power to change that through our synthesizers. So please send me your cover or your original holiday tune to uh, podmodcast at gmail.com. Wave and AIFF files only, please. No MP3s. I repeat, no MP3s. Let's get into it. This week's episode is brought to you by our lovely synth shop here in Seattle, Patchworks. Please visit their online store at patchworks.com, P-A-T-C-H-W-E-R-K-S.com. It's also brought to you by Afterlater Audio. You've heard me talk about Afterlater Audio quite a bit lately because they've just been releasing so much cool stuff, including the Benjolin V2. If you're not familiar with the Benjolin, I highly recommend you head over to Afterlater Audio and check it out. And finally, Needham Woodworks, the finest Eurorat cases in the land. And we've all met Eric Needham on this very program that you're listening to right now. But who we haven't met yet is Bradley Lewis, who helps out over there at Needham Woodworks with these fine Eurorat cases. And this music that you're listening to is actually from Brad. He goes by Golf with Ghosts, and this album is available on Bandcamp. Link in the show description. I think I've rambled enough for now. Let's get into the meat of this episode. Hello and welcome back to Podular Modcast. My name is Tim Held, and I am just so excited to have James Siegler back on the show to talk about Patch the Card Game. Patch the Card Game is a set of activities that you can use to inspire creative synthesizer patching. It is a lot of fun. We're actually going to play it on this episode together, um, but I highly recommend you go check it out. I think it's a really, really uh, useful, useful way to you know break yourself out of your old habits, um, and it just looks so dang professional. 25 cards, nice box, art by Nathan Moody. Um, yeah, you could it would you could set it right along with your Settlers of Catan and your Sushi Go and your San Juan and all that, and uh, you know it, it would look right at home. And we're gonna get into that chat soon, but first, before I get into this, I just want to give anybody who's queasy about death um, maybe just skip forward f- four or five minutes. Um, I kind of want to get a little heavy and serious with you all. And I'm not exactly sure why I want to talk to you all about it, but it's kind of, um, I don't know, it's just something I need to express and get out. Um, My uncle passed away from cancer a few days ago. Um, I was pretty close with him and his daughters, my cousins, and my sisters and I were all very close. Um, He's been fighting cancer for like five months, and it recently went into his brain, and it just it really went downhill really, really quickly. Um, but there are just some kind of uh, really powerful things that happened around this whole experience. One is, uh, you know, I was having some phone conversations with him. I had three, and two of which were awesome. Um, the, the last one, he, he was starting to go mentally, and it was, uh, it was kind of sad, and, and I was, it was, yeah, it was, it was hard. But the, the first conversation we had was, you know, almost two hours, and it was like our first kind of like adult man-to-man 
kind of conversation. And it just, it, it means so much that I got to do that um, and have that experience with him. And then the day he died, um, I went over to their house, to his house, and to, to be with my cousins. And I got to say that this kind of situation with COVID is so... It's just an other, a whole new layer of shit sandwich to the whole thing. You know, we're standing outside and it's, you know, 35 degrees. We have masks on. We're going inside to warm up by the fire, but like keeping masks on and, and trying to not create a super spreader event, you know. Um, but you need to be there with family. So it's, it's this weird, yeah, it was just, it was, it made it extra hard to navigate. Um, and my parents are, my mom is actually a funeral director. Um, so they wanted to keep, you know, what happened with him, uh, you know, his body afterwards in the family. Uh, so my parents drove over and picked him up and, um, this is, this might be a little grim or intense where I go with this next part. So if you're kind of queasy about death, I would skip forward a few minutes, maybe a minute or so, but, um, they couldn't get the gurney into the back room so I I, had, I actually helped to, to move his body and that was a very intense experience but it was um, it was it was kind of cathartic and it was kind of I felt like an honor to it it was very very strange to be there with my uncle and my dad and my uh, my cousin-in-law and do this together I don't know it was it was it was very, very, very powerful. The whole experience was very powerful. And um, I guess why I wanted to talk to you all about this is, you know, maybe somebody out there is going through something similar with somebody who's sick in the family or a death in the family. And that's just really, really, really hard to deal with in the first place. But to deal with it with a pandemic going on is just just so many new levels of, of annoyance. So if you're out there and you're experiencing that, um, my heart goes out to you. And uh, another reason I wanted to share this with you is like, yes, it's all sad, but I feel like being around my family, people I haven't seen in so long because of COVID, as irresponsible as that may be, I mean, we were hand sanitizer and masks and everything and outside most of the time, but a death can really show you, it can really bring your family together and, and, and kind of just reinstate that importance. Um, it's, 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 it's heavy and intense and I don't know if this is too personal and I don't know if, if this is off-putting for some of you. So uh, if it is, I'm, I'm sorry, but if, I don't know. I don't think I have anything else useful to say about it. I just really wanted to kind of um, share this experience and, and eulogize my Uncle John who called me Tim Bob um, awesome dude he will be so missed I have so many good stories growing up with him in my life um, yeah I'm going to stop talking because I'm going to start crying thank you guys for uh, sitting with me through this this little thing and thank you to Kyle Swisher Dark Sparkler for this track I actually played it last week but I love it so much and I feel like it really hits me. It it's kind of sounds the way I'm feeling. Like there's like a, a somberness, a sadness, but also kind of a, a bittersweetness to the whole thing. So thank you, Kyle, for for uh, for making this song. Anyways, let's get out of this world and get back into synth world. 
I'm going to do a real quick demo, and then we're going to get into our chat with James Siegler. All right, let's check out the harmonic shift oscillator from New Systems Instruments. So right now, I've got um, some some pretty interesting uh, blended CV going into all the different CV parameters of the harmonic shift oscillator, and uh, I've got the, the the stereo, the positive and negative outputs of the harmonic shift oscillator um, split up between a couple different effects. One's going into a reverb, and the other's going into a chrono block two delay. But let's just back these effects off and actually back off all this CV. Let's just see how we got to this. So here's no CV going into it except for just a very, very simple random uh, sequence. Um, so let's take our first piece of CV, which is coming out of the blend from Afterlayer Audio. I'm blending um, a ramp LFO from the uh, VCD LFO from Dofer and uh, an Oct LFO. Um, you know, from the div kit oct, but then I'm also triggering the oct um, CV in with uh, with the square output from the, or excuse me, the the triangle output from the DC LFO. So you got all that? Did you follow all that? <laughs> so yeah, here's the mixture of uh, all that CV I just mentioned going into the stride input it has an attenuator, uh, so that's pretty nice. So you can just kind of slowly dial that in. bring it up to about noon and then all the way up I'm gonna back it down about three quarters so that's fun and then he, this next piece of CV is um, is a, an LFO going into the maths just to add some some slew to it so let's bring that up into the level which kind of um, it, it it basically blends the uh, the original signal with this what's happening with the stride side of the oscillator, I think. <laughs> so that's about noon there. Here, that's all the way up. So that's fun. And then I've just got um, into the the frequency input for the. Uh, the uh, FM is another div, div kit oct LFO, so let's just bring that up. Actually, let's just bring that all the way up. So you can get some really fun stuff with that. Gonna slowly back that down, so that's three quarters. That's noon. I like to put it at like one eighth up. Kind of some spooky Halloween-y vibes. So yeah, let's bring this uh, reverb back up. And the delay. There you go. This oscillator is so much fun. It does so much cool stuff. Um, just with three CV inputs, it's pretty. It's pretty remarkable. Um, go check out the Harmonic Shift Oscillator from New Systems Instruments. Coming up in future episodes, we're going to talk about the Ritual Electronics Alter Filter and the Guillotine 1U Overdrive Distortion Module, which is pretty, pretty fun. Uh, we're looking forward to that. Let's get into this episode with James Siegler.
Speaking of two years, it's been two years since you've been on the show. Almost I know, exactly. That's crazy. That just like disappeared. I don't, yeah, I don't know well, how that happened. I think you have a lot has changed in that two years. Yeah, I mean, You've definitely moved to like states. Uh, I think, right? Yep, interstate move or yeah, yeah. Is that the right word? Intra, inter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we moved to to Portland, um, and had. Let's see. My second son was born just after I think the last mm-hmm. show, the um, last interview, and then we had a third in April. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if there's a word for like babies had during the pandemic, but there, there probably ought to be. I've I've only heard COVID babies, but that COVID babies sound very good. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, it sounds awful. <laughs> it's actually been How? kind of like a blessing because it's like, well, we probably wouldn't have been going out much anyway. That's um, yeah, that's a good way to look at it. Uh, and the only thing that was hard was like you know not having family be able to come to the hospital or even just like around. Like my my parents didn't get to meet him for for months. Um, yeah. And, uh, and being a little bit worried, like right at that time, it was April. So it was like pretty, a pretty hot period for, for COVID. And mm-hmm. there, there were some States where they weren't letting like the spouse into the hospital or like, oh, at least, wow. like OR room or, or, you know, um, labor room. So we were kind of nervous about that, but that thankfully wasn't the case, but yeah, oh, no, man. a lot, a lot happened. In fact, um, yeah, it was funny because I was really hoping to, kind of have everything on this project wrapped up before baby number three and just blew right through it. And what, I mean, you, I think it was right after that episode, I first told you about this whole like idea. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, and you've, I've now received, uh, three, three different shipments from you. And actually I got to thank you because the first time you sent me just like the ones that you'd hand drawn, the cards that you'd hand drawn, Uh um, you, you addressed it to the pod father. Yes. And I thought that was so funny. And I I made Podfather stickers. Oh really? So I got to oh, send rad. you one. Yeah, I'll, yes. on, I'll grab. I got to show you. Oh, I'd love one. I had my had <laughs> my friend Jenny. Oh, dude, that's killer. <laughs> <laughs> and it was right before COVID. I thought I was um, I thought it was going on. Uh, I thought I was going to do actually like three different trips to go um, like play live. I thought uh-huh. I was going to San Francisco and Colorado. Oh, and I remember I thought that. I was going to Canada. Yeah. yeah. And so I ordered a thousand of these stickers and then, <laughs> cause I was just going to give like, I was just going to throw them out and just give them away to as many people as possible. Cause I just think they're funny. And then COVID hits. And now I have like, this is one of like three stacks That's of awesome. just these stupid stickers that I can't, cause I'm not going to ship like a bunch oh, yeah. of stickers for $2 a piece shipping. You know, it's like, ugh. You got to do but, the classic, uh, yeah, like, send that. me a, send me a self-addressed stamped envelope and I'll send you two stickers or whatever. Do you remember that? Like, it's like, <laughs> oh, oh if you wanted to, uh, yeah, he'd send like to a skateboard company, send them a self, self-addressed stamped envelope and they'd send you back like, you know, five stickers or something. Oh shit. I remember that's that a... as a kid, like that, like in the back of Thrasher, it's like, send us oh, a nice. self-addressed stamped nice. envelope and Santa Cruz or whatever would give you a couple stickers. <laughs> that's a good idea. I might, I'm going to look into that. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask just before we get off of the, the kids and COVID thing, yeah. I'm just kind of curious, like, is your oldest, he, it's a boy, right? He's a yeah. boy. All boys. Sorry, It's a, all boys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh man. That's going to be a, a rowdy, rowdy house. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, he, he's old enough now to where he's going to maybe remember this pandemic stuff, right? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, certainly like 
you know, wearing, like, he's really good about wearing a mask. Like, he, I almost think, like, he likes doing it. Like, he likes to go, like, um, a couple months ago, I started to, like, take him with me when he would, you know, once he started wearing the mask, like, oh, it's, we're going to go pick up food or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, not really the grocery store or anything, but if we're just, like, picking up lunch. Um, so, yeah, I think he'll remember it. Um, the hardest has been, like, with sort of the move up here and kind of getting settled in and then COVID hitting, we didn't really get, like, a good, um, like meeting the local kids of his yeah. age. Yeah. So, um, you know, he kind of has this sense now that like, if kids are somewhere, we don't go over there until the kids are gone kind of thing, like, like a playground and stuff. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, which is, is super sort of weird and sad. And like, I'm sure it's like, will be easy to correct. It's just kind of like a concept in his, his brain. But mm-hmm. even like, um, like we were trying to talk about like school before this like third wave has started to hit, um, like a preschool, um, and a local preschool here did a, like a little interviews, like a, like a zoom tour for us. Um, and he's like, Oh, I can't go to school. There's kids there. And we're like, what? And I'm oh like, no. Oh, oh no, buddy. So it's just, it's kind of like explaining these sort of like weird concepts, but mm-hmm. yeah, I think, um, yeah, he'll probably be old enough to, to remember at least parts of it. And then like yeah, photos, you know, like we have photos like, where yeah. he's got a mask on. So, yeah. um, that might, that might jog a memory or like, I know I have photos that I like, I know the photo from when I was little and then I think I know the memory, but then it's like, am uh-huh. I, am I kind of blade runnering the memory from yeah, the photo? Right, right. You know? uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Blade runnering. I like yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've, I've wondered about the just like the effect of kids like in that stage when they're like just first starting to like actually log memories and you know when they're when they're adjusting and, and learning how to be social and stuff i've just been like that's that's going to be like a, i wonder i wonder what that's going to be like when they remember that as an adult if it will be significant or not i'm yeah. sure it'll vary but yeah um, i mean there's and especially like that's yeah like that that age of socializing and kind of missing that because it's, you know, it's, it's pretty, more or less almost been a year, I guess, um, coming pretty close to a year of COVID. And like, you know, hopefully it doesn't just keep getting worse. Hopefully it's a period where it's like, yep, that's a far distant memory. This is weird blip. In, yeah. You know, yeah. a generation. Kids history. are pretty resilient and yeah. pretty adaptable. And, and the good thing is, uh, is, you know, if, if, if your kid is, uh, maybe a little nervous socially, well, so is everybody else's kid at right. that age because they've yeah. all been going through the exact same thing. So they're yeah, going to have exactly. this, like, common... Uh, who knows? It might be some weird, like, common bond or something like that. I know, right? The COVID kids. Yeah. The COVID kids, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not here to talk about COVID. Um, <laughs> I remember the first few episodes when, when, like, COVID started, I remember being like, well, I don't want to talk about it too much, you know, because in a few months when people listen back, they're going to be like... Because it'll you know, tired it. of it, right? Right. Yeah. But, but now it's like, it's 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 so it's so it's been happening for so long, and it's such a part of everybody's life. It's like you can't. Oh, I know. Especially if you're just catching up with somebody you haven't talked with for a while, it's not like I I can't just blow over the whole like worldwide pandemic that's been. Oh going no, for exactly. Almost a year. It's like it's a it's a time <laughs> and a place, uh, in 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 yeah, world history, and it's kind of like yeah, you know, even if it's small, ends up being small in the scope of things. It's like. Yeah, I mean, I thought about that too with like pictures and stuff and like having masks on, but it's like, oh no, it's, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's yeah. trying to like hide it in, you know. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So what we, what we were t- hinting at earlier is, um, 
I think I don't even think we talked about it on your episode because it was such an early seed idea. I think you maybe had emailed me afterwards. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. Because I know we didn't. Uh, I couldn't remember if we talked about it like after we sort of like hung up, or uh, if maybe I we did. You about yeah. It. Um, yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. It was. It was. Um, I think it was at that point I had like really locked in the idea of making it cards and it having this kind of like game ish thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea of um, you know, like a thing to help me patch and learn the modular and kind of force myself into, uh, choices and sort of like things that I wasn't instinctively doing was something that had been like cooking in my head for a long time. And mm-hmm. it was, it was really something for like me, like a, like a learning exercise or like a, a, a practicing tool. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, I had this idea, like, you know, well, how would you do it? Would, it? would I make, like, an app? For a while, I had, like, a notebook, and it would just, like, the idea would be, like, randomly open the book to a page. And I quickly found that, like, I wasn't really randoming opening to, like, the second page or, like, the second to last page. You know, it was right, somewhere right. in the middle. Um, and then, yeah, this idea of, like, oh, I can put them on flashcards. It's like flashcards. Um, and then, like, the more I did it, the more I thought, like, hey, this could be, like, something that anyone would have fun doing. And I think it was right, right around the time of doing that, um, that episode. Okay. Yeah. Cause I was curious if it was something that kind of you thought of like, Hey, I would like to create a game or create something for other people or if it was for yourself. So it sounded like it was just kind of this exercise for yourself to get out of your own head. And then, um, yeah. And then you're like, Oh, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that's awesome. Cause I think what I I've taken on a few students like, um, over the pandemic, just like beginning intro, like modular stuff. That's super um, cool. It's really fun. And I think what I try to do is, uh, basically like, because I'm not like, I don't think that I'm, I'm technical enough to like give any sort of like advanced instruction on modular synthesis. I more try to like get them out of their own head. And mm-hmm. then I, I basically sit with them with their synth and then I tell them how I would patch it and why. And then just by doing that, that plants new ideas in their head. They're like, oh, I see he did this, but maybe I could do this. So this sounds like kind of a... I, when when I took on students, I was actually thinking about your game and being oh, like, this awesome. would be an excellent thing to get to, to use in conjunction with what I was doing. So not only do I think it would be a, a good game, but I do think instructors could use it as part of their, their you know, like exercises and That's stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. No, yeah, it all started from... Um, actually, you know, back in the days when we could hang out in in real life with people, um, uh, <laughs> hanging out, um, uh, I think the first time was, um, my friend Danny in San Jose, was it Danny, Austin, a couple of people were all hanging out and we brought our systems over and it was just kind of like walk around and check each other's systems out. And, um, just watching other people patch like a small portable system with like modules that I was, felt like very like you know, experienced in the DPO, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and just going like, Oh, I don't think I've ever put the setting, like the like settings that felt quote unquote, like weird to me. Like I've never, mm-hmm. I didn't. Um, and then just talking with other people, like um, playing shows with people and going like, Oh, what are you, how are you doing? Oh, that's really interesting. And it was like, how am I going to, when I started to think back to when I first got into the modular and like the whole thing was mostly a mystery, you know, like I was, Mm-hmm. pretty like technically savvy audio wise. And I really understood like the purpose of control voltage and um, basic analog understanding, but it was like making patches was sort of like a, a relatively ish new thing. 
And I just had this, this sense of like, you know, like a very, very blank slate. Like there was no, there was no like paths in the forest that had been laid. So it was just like any t- every time I walk up to the modular, it was like potentially a fully new, fresh, you know, thing to walk. Mm-hmm. And then over time, like you make these paths as you patch over and over again. You, they, I don't want to call them ruts because that's a, like a negative kind of term, but it's kind of mm-hmm. what it's like, you know, like it's just yeah, like, you get oh, into yeah. habits for sure. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it was like, how do I reset? How do I go back to that level of, you know, every, every possible thing is an equal uh, potential of, of patching. Um, and I thought like, well, it's, it's just gotta be like ideas I have to write down and try. Um, and it started in this very like, um, way of, it was like almost too abstract when I started or not, uh, it was too specific. So it'd be like, uh, you know, FM drum patch or something. Um, Mm -hmm. and as I started writing these ideas down in the book, uh, I'd come to him again and be like, I, I did that. Or I'd like try and do it again. And I'd kind of make the same thing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, yeah. so I, I put down these ideas for me to do, but I'm still walking down these same paths that I've carved over time. Um, and uh, as I started to kind of develop it, and then it was funny because like every time I'd make these little design choices, like the cards, it would reinform some other way of like what should be written or how these things should work. Um, it was really cool to to do because I've never developed a game before. Obviously, I've been super into games. Um, anyone who's played magic, uh, and plays patch, will see like some, some similarities and and choices (laughs) there. Um, like one of the ones that I really took was in magic. I always really liked the cards. I mean, there's always like the cool card that was like this one very specific thing. And anytime Mm -hmm. you played it, it was like, that's just how it worked. But the Mm -hmm. ones I really liked were like these cards where they were kind of simple, but they could be used in different ways in a bunch of different contexts. So it was like, oh, that card's really useful when this happens or when this happens or like this other thing. So it's like, that's the kind of, that suddenly became the thing I needed to shift these, these things to. So rather than like a card that said FM drum patch or um, like the improvement on one of those was like clock the system from the end of release output or the end of rise output of an envelope. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. was like, okay, it has to be less specific than that um, so that, when it comes up, what happens is potentially really different every time. Like every time the card is played, um, either like what the cards, at, like the target of the card um, uh, could be different every time. Like how do I make that happen? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, just kind of stuff like that. And it started to get really fun. And um, it definitely like made it to where patching was now kind of like work at developing the stuff. And it wasn't really patching for music as much anymore. Uh-huh. It was just kind of like trying uh-huh. to figure out how do I make this, this tool the best it could be. Um, man, I forgot how, if that started with a question or, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, oh no, you um, said about, yeah, like uh, uh, educating. In fact, one yeah. thing that reminded me of, so, um, uh, one of the other people I gave cards to was Richard Devine. And I was just checked in with him, uh, a couple weeks ago on like, you know, uh, what his thoughts were and everything. And he was saying he was using it with his kids and like helping them learn the basics of synthesis and fundamental modular synthesis. And I was like, Oh, that's awesome. Like that was, yeah, that was so like, I don't know, rewarding to hear. Yeah. That's that. I mean, that's, that's a great person to have given positive feedback to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Um, yeah, I was, uh, um, I'm curious. 
so you said you're kind of you're you're approaching your system while you're making this. Actually, I have like three questions, but I'm going to go with this one. Um, you're approaching your system when you're making this, and you said you're kind of approaching it more for learning or for for figuring out how to best make this game work um, and stop making music so much. Did you do you feel like you're a different synthesist now after, or do you do you, if you're not using the cards, do you find that you're still kind of patching how you did before, or how, how much has that changed throughout the process? Yeah, I think um, what it's really done is kind of what I had hoped it would do is mm -hmm. really kind of blow away a lot of those ruts. I mean, they're still there. Um, yeah, you know, it's just sort of like all right, final output into the Optimix, and then you know, like the, like especially audio path stuff. I still mm -hmm. have like some pretty heavy heavy ruts. Um, but there's definitely aspects of, I guess you could call it like sound design, um, mm -hmm. or, um, sort of like now what I know modules are capable of doing. Cause like, I've always been of the school of like, I would, um, like in the very beginning, going back to when I first got into modulars and stuff, I would patch and kind of explore. And then when I found something cool, it was like, I just try and absorb exactly what I did. Like, like, okay, so what is making this happen? Why is this doing what it's doing? And then like sticking it in the like toolbox, like the little mm -hmm. like, okay, cool. That's a little micro patch or like mm -hmm. aspect that yeah. I can, you know, reach back on. So I feel like I've developed more of those. Um, okay. And kind of what I learned on modules that I thought I really knew, um, knew better. And then realizing like, oh, there's whole areas of like, like the LFO mode in the DPO. I never really realized how little I put the oscillator A into LFO mode. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, and that's really helped me go like, right, that's there. Um, because through, you know, doing some games with the cards, finding these sort of like, oh, I've never done that before. And that sounds really cool. Or like, that sounds really weird. I bet you I could use that in, you know, some other context. And um, so uh, at least just for myself, I was really happy that it, it did what I could have set out for it to, to, to do for me. That's, that's awesome. That's what I'm kind of looking forward to most. As, well, I guess what I was hoping to get out of, you know, starting to use these mm -hmm. was I'm, I'm kind of, I feel like I'm pretty bad at exploring a, um, a module after I get it to do something I like. Yep. So like exactly. I, I do the thing that I like with it and I know like, so like I've got the ensemble, ensemble oscillator and morphogene are perfect examples of two things that I know can do just so much more than what I'm doing with them. I'm really enjoying what I'm doing with them is why I'm not pushing myself. But I mm -hmm. think with something like this, with this game, it would, it will help me to, to make those, like you were saying, kind of like new micro connections just yeah, to exactly. build that up. Um, I feel like we're, we're I, I will set it up a little bit in the intro, but we're 20 minutes in and we've been talking about this game, but let's like, let's like break it down. Sure. Like, let give me your elevator pitch. If if somebody has never heard of Patch the Card Game, what is yeah, it? Yeah, let them know yeah, what yeah. it is. Dude, what that's is it? I've been working on that for probably two years because I feel like every time <laughs> I I try to explain it to someone, even if they know what a modular is, um, I think in the in the intro video I had some sort of really long, goofy, you know, it's a tool for uh, something, learning and exploration and creativity. But that's kind of what it is. It's kind of like a lot of things. It's mm -hmm. the easiest thing to call it a game because there's like a game mechanic to it. Um, yeah. But really, it's like a practice tool. It's, you know, um, other instruments and stuff. Like, you know, we, we both grew up playing guitar and there's methods for practicing these things. There's no method for practicing the modular other than just patching it. Uh -huh. So it's mm -hmm. a practice tool for patching a modular, I guess would be the, the best way to do it. Or you okay. could say it's a game for, for patching with the modular. Um, 
but I always really looked at it as its true purpose is to, um, you know, help you practice, help you learn. Cause I feel like, mm-hmm. especially now there's so many modules, there's so many things you could do with a modular. And again, it's so easy to just get into these, like this module does this cool sound and that's what I yep. have it for. Um, yeah. but they often can do so much more. Um, and it's just a way to kind of explore that and it, and it'd be fun, you know, like it, it not be a boring or thing you have to really force yourself to do. It's like, um, Oh, you know what? I want to, okay, I'm doing my musical patch today. Like, I don't know. I don't feel like writing a song. I just want to play around with the modular. You get Mm -hmm. patch out, you start playing around. Um, and, um, yeah. And that's, I guess really what the elevator pitch would be is, is a, is a practice, a practice aid for, for modular synthesis. Okay. And so it's, it's made up. There's, there's a deck of cards. Yeah. How many, how many cards total? It's not a huge deck. It's, it's, it looks like it's probably about a third of the size of like a, a, a deck of playing cards. Yeah, I guess it would be like just shy of, uh, like if, you, if you took the jokers out, it would be half of a, a, a regular uh, okay. know, poker deck. Okay. It's 25 cool. cards. Um, there's also like a, an instruction, like how, a basic how to play the basic game um, and some mm-hmm. other stuff on like uh, you know, choosing modules and stuff like that on the back and a link to the website. So that would be the 26th right. card. But 25 cards, there's um, three card types. Um, the uh, abstraction cards are kind of like a, a rule card or a framework. Um, mm-hmm. I'm uh, holding them. I'm, I've got them all separated in front of me. Oh, nice. Perfect. It, so. um, I've got a few laid out. So yeah, the abstraction cards, they're the blue cards. Um, they're kind of like a, yeah, like, a, like a framework for you to follow as you patch. So um, mm-hmm. one might be like actually a fun one then... Uh, I actually did before I even started to, to develop the the game was um, create the whole patch without listening to it. I so, was just I just saw that one and I was going to tell you this is something that I used to do when I first got into modular. I yeah, like I'm going to patch without listening to it, and then it's yeah, super I fun it's really, and like really like um, enlightening. Like you know, it shows you your ruts. It does really it show really you your ruts. shows you your ruts. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but so, yeah, so like that one, if you were playing, um, you generally would just like leave out on the table and go like, okay, well, I have to just keep following this, you know, this sort of rule as I, as I play. Um, and then the other two card types are progressions, uh, which are the green cards and disruptions, which are the red cards. And they're the ones that kind of add the change to what you're patching. So the way I kind of designed the, the basic way to play the game is you, um, separate the cards like you did at least one abstraction pile, and then put the progression and disruptions in another pile. And you draw an abstraction card, that becomes your sort of rule, and then um, start patching, and then after some interval, like five minutes always felt like a good amount of time, you draw a random card from the progression disruption pile, and then follow what that card does. And, okay, so um, do, you, do you shuffle your progression disruption together and then kind of put them face down so you don't know what you're grabbing? Like, you yeah, don't know if you're that's, getting... Okay, that's, cool. that's what I do. Um, mm-hmm. And then I can kind of tell you, like, kind of the game stuff uh, at the end because I put a lot of effort into, like, you could kind of do this however you want. Um, uh-huh. But the basic kind of, like, the simple way to play that kind of will just work and be fun for everybody is, yeah, shuffle them together. Um, okay. And then... Um, but if you wanted more control, you could totally separate them and you know the game the game still works yeah uh, and then yeah draw the card and then so the progression cards uh are generally more of like a evolution of what your patch is like they they try to do something um significant with a small change but they're not like disruptions i mean that's kind of mm-hmm. what the, mm-hmm. the the opposite of the, the the disruption cards were the first ones i named um okay so, so they the might five be, minutes you said, yeah, sorry, the no, five minutes that you said in between is so it, there you have agency 
in this patch that you're building. You know, so for that five minutes between drawing, you're making choices. You're, yes. you're still building this patch. It's just that that kind of keeps you on the rails of the game or the exercise, this five minute. Okay, now it's time to draw a card. Exactly. Yep. Okay. Okay. So maybe 10, if you feel stumped, 20. you could... Yeah, I was going to say, if you feel really good about where it's going and you're in the in the zone, you can just keep going. But if you're feeling maybe like you're stuck or stumped, draw one out of the card. Absolutely. And like... Okay. Uh, um, yeah, and when I when I was designing this, I really spent a lot of time going like, I don't want this to be like, I want it to be flexible enough that people could kind of make up their own game. Like, mm -hmm. they should be able to like, the cards should be autonomous enough that, um, again, this is something I kind of took from Magic because there's all these different game variants that people have come up with Magic. Um, and some of those were like more fun than playing the game that was sort of designed to be played. So I was like, I want to make sure that's possible. I don't want it to be like, these are the way you, this is the way you play the game. It's the only way to play it. Um, so mm -hmm. if you wanted to separate the progression disruption cards, you can, if you want to draw three abstraction cards or however many you want, you can, um, yeah, five, 10, 20 minutes you can. Um, so whatever sort of feels right. Um, and if it's mm -hmm. like, this patch is awesome. I just want to stop playing. You can also stop playing. Like it's, it's really like, even though I call it a game at its heart, it's kind of like a, a tool, you know, and you can okay. put the yeah. tool down whenever you, whenever you want. Um, well, and I love that it's open enough to where, like, yeah, you can decide how how practicey you want it to be or how gamey you want it to be. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, and, like, and I noticed you put volume one, so you're probably working on some expansions and and whatnot. Yeah, the uh, anyone who sort of pops the cards over, or like you know, I don't know, the website, anything will notice. Like, hey, there's four dots on the box uh, and the back of the card. There's a purple dot, uh, and there's only three colors of cards. Um, so there's, there is a volume two, um, that's, it's, it's kind of in play testing at the moment, at least in my house okay. here. I don't think anyone else is, uh, no, no one, no one's got the other stuff yet. Um, okay. that kind of, um, let's see, it's, it's a little bit more than just an expansion set. Um, but that'd be the, the best way to describe it. They'll, they'll go together, you know? Okay. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm like, I'm getting excited because we're going to try to play this game. Yes together um on air which we don't know how that's gonna go <laughs> but i think it's gonna be fun i'm gonna interrupt the program here really quick just to say thank you to everybody who supports me on patreon if you would like to help keep the leds blinking over here at PodMod, please visit patreon.com forward slash podular modcast uh, i like to upload exclusive content uh, and early access to videos and stuff as, uh, as often as possible. I just recently uploaded an early access link to one of my remote performances I've done. Um, I've got some bonus fireside practice sessions from Yellowstone that are going to be uploaded. Um, yeah, I just, uh, I really, really appreciate it. I couldn't do the show without it. And if you want to help keep things going here, Head over to patreon.com forward slash podular modcast. I'm also open to any ideas that you might have of like, hey, I'd like to be a patron and I'd like to see this. I'd like to see X as uh, exclusive content. Um, yeah, I'd like to get 75 more patrons within the next six months. It's a big ask, but I think, I think we can do it. Patreon.com forward slash podular modcast. Yeah, is there? But before we try to play, yeah. is there anything that you wanted to kind of say or set up um, um, that we maybe haven't covered? Yeah, maybe a little bit more on like the because I just because I spent so much sort of mental time working with the cards so that again anyone could kind of play with them 
or use mm-hmm. them, I guess, how, however they want. Um, so again, the, the basic game is kind of like you set an abstraction card. Every five minutes, you randomly draw you know, from this pile of progression and disruption cards and follow what the card does. And then um, after whatever, I, I think it's like you know, five, five, five times, um, you, know, you, could, you could be done. Um, there's also a fun card in there, a uh, disruption card that says either start from scratch or you're done. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> so that, um, in fact, kind of just to like rewind a little bit on the, the design part, um, just cause I like talking about that part cause I just spent so much time doing it. Mm-hmm. Is that one originally started as, um, start from scratch. Um, and sometimes that card was great. And sometimes it really sucked when you get that one. I mean, yeah. I wanted to have some level of like, Oh, like, you know, like, oof, that really like, you know, knocks me back a little bit. I got to figure There's this out stakes. now. There's some stakes. Yeah, like that That needed to be there. But like, they're like, oh, dude, really? Um, and I, there is some level of like, if you really hate what the card did, it's like, you don't have to completely destroy your patch. Like, you know, it's, it's not like right. this is now your entire <laughs> like universe and the rule set. You have to follow it. It's just sort of like, again, this is supposed to be a helping thing and not like shoots and ladders and you hit that one that takes you all the way back to the beginning. Um, so... Just a little tweak of going like, okay, or you're done. Like, oh, that's that's cool. That's that feels better than like starting from scratch. But then it I still like that works. one because yeah. a lot of people have trouble finishing. Like, finishing like, when is it done? Anything? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm one of my best friends who's one of my favorite synthesists. He just he he spends so much time and he he makes like enormous, amazing patches. But then you know he doesn't want to record them ever because well, like, it could be better. It's like, it could be on, better. Dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but so like the. The, the ways that someone could play it and use it, I, I hope, are like, you know, near near infinite. So the, um, there's the basic game. Um, one that I like to do a lot, I decided to call patch decomposition. Um, so let's say you just made a patch, you're working on some tracks, you're done with the patch, you're going to take it apart. Um, instead of just tearing it apart, get patch DCG out. Um, basically remove the, separate the abstraction cards, shuffle the progression disruption ones, and just deal out 10 and then just do those cards, like just mm. just like like you're automating what those uh-huh. cards say. Um, usually, just in the order you drew them is is fine. And then whatever you end up with is like a new patch for you to explore. It's kind of like recycling what you were gonna throw away anyway. Um, mm-hmm. And that one's really fun. So it's like you don't have to just necessarily sit down with the purpose to play it. Um, it could be there as like, oh, you know what? I'm done with this patch. Let me grab the deck of cards and see you know what it can sort of generate mm-hmm. for me. Or a lot of times what I do is like, uh, you know, like say everyone's asleep. I've got like 30 minutes before like I pass out. I'm going to patch a little bit and I'll just patch. I'll, you know, just normal, just making some music. And then maybe I hit this point where it's like, uh, I kind of, I don't know. I need to hit this in a different direction, a little inspiration. I'll just, just shuffle it and just look at a random card and go like, oh, okay. And just do that and then see what happens. So you're finding yourself still using them practically after spending all this time developing them. Oh okay, yeah, that's a good sign because yeah. you've, you've spent so much time with them. I could see it also being like, I don't want to look at those cards right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like the the basic game, like the, that was kind of like the way to intro to people to like how the cards work, the mechanics of it, and kind of like look here's how you could take these cards and make them into a game. Uh, mm-hmm. And then um, uh, on the site, I've got a couple other ones. There's the decomposition one. There's a auto patch where it's kind of the reverse of decomposition. Um, you basically draw 10 cards out and kind of do them in a specific order. Do the choosing modules first, do anything that has patching first, uh, and then anything that says unpatch, and then finally anything that has you change controls. 
uh, and then it just made a patch for you kind of. Right. Um, right. I'm like envisioning like a, like a band camp compilation album of all tracks made with, with patch the card. That game. would be awesome. I mean, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> I, I, f- I need to find a way to like put this together on the website, but I really hope that you know as people get their hands on this and play it, that they start to share like their way of playing it, and more types of game variants get developed, and I can put them on the site and share them because that's what I, I would always suggest really... the Discord server. I don't know if you've oh if you okay have a Discord server yeah, yeah. for it because um, uh, there's a there's a bunch of modular Discord servers and there's a lot of crossover and who's in them and just the just mine the pod mod one is really active. Um, so there's people. I have a patch challenge. Oh, um, awesome! Area where people just take the the weekly patch challenge and they do it themselves and then they post it there. So it's just kind of a cool way to like interact with the show. So I I could see if you had your own, I could see people getting really into that. Who, everybody who is really into a, into the game, which there will be a lot of people who are super into this, that it'll be a place for them to like come together and yeah, that's great. And hang out on it. So I think yeah. When like sort of pre-COVID, I also imagined this idea of like. Uh, it's something that shops could have, like either. Um, yeah, I, I did. I did come up with a way that people can play multiplayer. It's kind of like a, a multiplayer challenge. They called it Patch uh-huh. Battle Royale. Um, oh, that's awesome! <laughs> where uh, the the basic concept is like the everyone who's playing is sharing, uh, like you know, one to three or so abstraction cards. So everyone's following those rules. Uh-huh. Um, but then everyone gets um, f- either five to four cards, depending on how many people are playing. Um, and then uh, every five minutes or so, each person gets to either play the card on themselves or they could play it on somebody else. So nice. you could like, if nice. you do have a card, it's like, ah, you know. After you read it? So yeah, you can be like, oh, I want that. Or no, Yeah, you kind of got all of them in your hand, up. sort of poker style okay. or whatever. Uh-huh. uh-huh. So there's a little bit more of like a gamer aspect to it, but you're still patching. And yeah, like people could be, like shops could have that as an event, you know, Um people get together and just play the game together as like a fun way to hang out and, and modular. Um, maybe one day it could get back to that again, but yeah. I always sort of had that in my mind, uh, you know, a year or so ago of, as it started to really form into this kind of, uh, game. But yeah. And, and the fun thing is like, you could do it over zoom. Um, you could, well, we're going to see, the, yeah. Right. <laughs> well, and the, um, the one game variant I'm thinking would be fun to play because it was inspired by the show and the patch challenge is one I called arbitrary strategies. Um, okay. Which I think people our age would get the the Will Ferrell, George W. Bush reference. Um, but it's also <laughs> playing on the whole oblique strategies kind of uh, okay. thing. Um, which is you draw just three abstraction cards um, as like a sort of meta, mega rule set. Um, mm-hmm. And then we could each make a patch based on that. Um, I like that. Or we could do two. Like when I was playtesting it, I would do two a lot. Um just because it was the, the d- inspiration was directly from Patch Challenge. Um, but I just found that uh, after playing it for weeks and weeks and weeks, I'd start to get like the same pair again. So making it uh-huh. three, just, I forget the math on this, but like three is like 86 or 88, I don't know, something possible, unique combinations okay. of the, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, do you, it's up to you, man. I'm, I'm, I'm here for the ride. The... Um, yeah, I'd say let's do that one just because it's so uh, in line with the show. And I love that. I didn't know that one. That one. Uh, 
uh, maybe you had mentioned it, but yeah, I, I feel very flattered that one that one of the the modes was in, inspired by the show. That's awesome. yeah. I didn't Thanks. I didn't want to like really just like completely cop it and call it patch yeah. challenge. <laughs> and especially once I was like, oh, it really would work better if there's three of them than two, mm-hmm. just because for replayability and stuff. Um, but yeah, no, that's exactly where it came from. Was patch challenge right on? That's awesome. So we'll draw three abstractions. Yep. Okay, and and are the same three for both of us? Yeah, exactly. We're just going to use my deck here? Okay, so, well, the first one is create a patch without listening. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Use audio as your clock. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, that's the... That's going to be really fun and, like, without listening. And use no attenuation. Oh, my God. All right. This is going to be noisy. This is going to be insane. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Well, it's it's almost too bad that it's create without listening because no one's going to hear what we're doing. Well, but. so so this th- actually this is perfect. So, um, okay. again, part of this is I wanted people to it, have the flexibility to follow the rules as much as they wanted to. So, uh-huh. um, you know, if you wanted to be a stickler or whatever, then go like, all right, we got to do it that way. Um, I mean, because we're doing this over Zoom and we're doing it multiplayer and everything, like let's just let's just replace that one with a different one. Like that's, that's totally okay. within like the space that I designed this thing to be done. It's sort of like, sweet. You so draw something in action. Yeah. Like it totally doesn't sound fun or like, you know, uh, just, just replace it. Um, in fact, uh, in the intro video, I talk about something that I call no ops, which is like every once in a while, a situation could happen where, you know, let's say a card asks you to randomly, um, you know, unpatch a module from the patch. So you've, you choose that module, you unpatch it, fast forward some number of minutes, somehow that same module gets chosen, it tells you to change the controls. It's like, oh, well, that just doesn't make sense the way that that happened. So it's either just do the card again, rechoose, draw a different okay. card, like, just kind of whatever makes sense because, okay, cool. you know, like a now, game needs rules to be a game. Right. Uh-huh. At the same time, like, I don't want people to have to just like drive into a wall just because that's how the, yeah. Right, right. So, I yeah. like, I love how open it is. Um, now the thing is, they're are they're going to hear my synth going. Are you going to record your synth too? Yeah, yeah, I'll let mine. Go. Okay, so maybe I will like in editing, so they don't hear us both making the patch at the exact same time. In yeah, that's edit, a good idea. I'll kind of like go between the two. Um, patch mine. So, oh, okay. Oh my god, this is going to be so weird. Use gates as modulation. <laughs> Use audio as your clock. Oh, dude, this oh, this is awesome. And Actually, this. we're basically gonna make like a Lunetta synth. I don't know if it's a reference <laughs> I don't remember. But um yeah, no, this will be a fun one. Uh I've I've done I've definitely done the um Gates's modulation and no attenuation before, and it's a it's a fun one. Yeah. Okay, so audio as clock. So um So what I'm going to do is I'm going to use my uh, my Uranalog oscillator, and I'm going to send one of the outputs of that, one of the non-attenuated outputs, into the clock in of my Metron. Nice. <laughs> this is going to be insane. I don't know if this will work. I'm trying to decide between, I guess I don't have to, it doesn't have to be permanent. That's the other thing, too, is um, there are some actions that, you know, it's like unpatch all the inputs uh, on a module. Like choo- choose a module at random, unpatch all the inputs. Um, uh-huh. And 
if it makes sense for someone to keep that permanent and they're like not allowed to like let's say you do that it's the i don't know it's the herb verb and it just starts making a self-oscillating sound or something and that's cool awesome mm-hmm. you don't feel like you need yeah. to patch the input ever again but if it's like well now this really sucks this isn't doing anything you patch the input maybe with something different or you know some something like that again it's 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 meant to be a tool that's fun and challenging but um you know pushes you creatively not you know just sort of makes a wall that you can't get right right well so i think what i'm gonna try here is i I just loaded up a random sequence that i had made um gate sequence that i had made on uh, metron so i'm gonna use the uh ensemble oscillator i'm gonna hit record on my other tracks here too so here comes Ensemble Oscillator. And then I'm going to use this pe- this uh, this uh, um, some of these gate sequences that I made to hit some of these, these inputs. Now here's my question on the no modulation, or the no attenuation. These inputs on this thing, they have knobs that are not, I guess they're not really attenuators, but they will attenuate the signal. The, yeah. I'm gonna just dial those into taste. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna practice the. I love it. This is like this is exactly like the kind of stuff uh, I was talking about in terms of like it's. I wanted to be open to people's interpretation, like as they're yeah. they're playing it. Um, you know, if you wanted to be a stickler, like anything that would be attenuating a signal should is a no no. Um, right, right. But I mean, be practical. Like, there's some kinds where it's like, well, if I don't attenuate some signal going in. It's gonna, I don't know, modulate the pitch between the highest frequency and the lowest frequency, and it's essentially going between inaudible levels. It's like, well, that's that's not gonna necessarily be great. So, right. You know. So basically, what I've got now is just a really, really fast gate sequence going into the twist input, and as I can kind of dial that in. couple different modes on that twist input and then I've got another one that I'm gonna try and I'm gonna try multiple inputs so I'll try the warp input Ooh. <laughs> should I oh should I be dictating what I'm I, I'm I, I'm following uh, maybe I'm doing four I'm also following the patch without listening right now oh you are oh yeah that's okay that actually works because incidentally I can, like not not fully on purpose but I was I was more just really interested in what you were doing as I was patching. <laughs> I think it'll be it'll that'll actually work out perfectly. So, okay. um, you do that for a bit, and then once you're kind of ready to like to to test it out, I'll turn mine down, and that'll okay. be a good way to switch in between the two. So I just cool. took my two outputs and put it into um, into uh, some VCAs, and I'm gonna I'm gonna hit those also with um, with some gates. Do you ever get super OCD about like cable lengths for no reason? What's that? Do you ever get like super OCD about cable lengths for so re- no reason? Like y- yes. In my other patch, totally. I've got like a. It must be like a, a f- three foot or something cable between the Q pass and like a mimeophone. Just kind of like it's it's way it's <laughs> unnecessarily long. 
but it was for the last <laughs> patch. And now I'm like, I need to change that to shorter cables yeah. <laughs> for no reason because it has nothing. A to lot do. of the time that I want to do that, but then it's like everything's such a spaghetti mess that I'm like, I know oh, it, it's not worth the time to trace it out. Exactly. <laughs> it's like I know the signal to noise ratio is not a problem. This is not like guitar pedal era. Right. Okay. So I'm going to I'm just going to stop recording mine and I think what I what I will do is while you're walking like while yours comes on and starts playing, I'll 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 switch to uh patch without listening so yours can play okay. and then maybe I'll, I'll patch without listening while we start doing some of the uh the progression or disruptor cards. Cool. Cuz I imagine that's when stuff starts really like really happening. Like you get you get a starting point like we have and then that's when things start really cuz as of right now I'm like I don't I don't know what I could really do with this. So I'm at a point where I do want to like this it's cool. I'm seeing the game in action. Like I'm ready yeah. to draw one of these well, cards. Well, the fun so thing too is awesome. so we're you you're making up a game in real time too because the uh the original intention of the arbitrary strategies one was you just use those abstraction cards and you make up your patch like all it's all on you. No other no other cards. So um Oh, I see. Okay. So yeah, like um if we cut this part out, when you come back on, let's talk about like you wanting to do that. Um, okay. So you're 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 now uh, you know making a uh, a mod on that that game variant. Which okay. Is cool. Okay. I that's see. Awesome. Yeah, I see. Yeah, that's 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 super fun. Uh, okay, I'll bring mine up. Uh, or should I start talking about what I did first? I guess. Oh, you do either or. Yeah. So what I started with was again. This is my. This is my first time hearing it now. Um, I took the square <laughs> out of the... Um, oh, you can't hear mine, huh? No, I'll, it'll have to be a surprise. But oh, but yeah. the, the listener will, will hear it when you're describing it. So Okay. Um, yeah, so I took the square wave out of DPO's uh, B oscillator um, and patched that into the clock end of the circadian rhythm. So it's a, you know audio clock clocking uh, trigger sequencer or gate sequencer. Um and then, because I knew that was going to be super noisy, um, I patched that into, I, I patched channel one into the left input of the QPOS and channel two out of the circadian into uh, the right input. And then that's going, uh, again, I'm following one of my ruts, QPOS into the mimeophone. <laughs> um, but the mix is down. I haven't decided to play with the, the delay yet. Maybe we'll, we'll use that or maybe we won't. Um, and I kind of had in my head that we'd use... Um, a gate from Tempe, maybe out of the delay clock of the mimeophone, maybe out of the circadian itself. I'm not sure how that sort of recircular thing would work, but to modulate the frequency of the, the DPO, the, the audio clock. Um, so essentially we're going to get like noisy filtered clicks. <laughs> I'm just sort of playing around. Oh, we need we need a gate here. I'm curious how close... Like, how close was your imagination to what it actually sounds like? Pretty close. Actually, like, yeah. it's less clicky than I thought. It's more like, sounds like computer glitching, but I also haven't started to play with, I don't, this just, the circadian loaded whatever, um, you know, patterns I had preset in there. Mm -hmm. So, um, uh, actually, we could do this. We could just randomize the preset. It's funny. It's like, it's such a high audio rate can't even really hear that do anything it's very subtle okay so now we're getting a little more like little bell like 
bongo-y clicks, which is perfect. But let's get some... Oh, no attenuation. I'm going to say, oh, that's cool right now, just to, to <laughs> cut to... <laughs> oh, this sounds great. I wonder if I have to... I wonder if I have to clock the tempi from the DPO. Let's do it. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be rules or rules guys just to be rules or rules guy. Now we're gonna divide this like crazy. So we could do that. There we go. Sweet. It's not the most interesting thing I've ever patched in my life, but I've never <laughs> so this is this is what's fun. It's like I've never I've never done this. Even right. in yeah. even in playing it, I haven't done this particular setup because I don't know, actually. I probably was using something else when I did the, you know, because uh, I've, I've played and had the audios clock many times, but I've never decided to clock the circadian and then make like a trigger sequence, or at least have the ability to play with a trigger sequence as the mm -hmm. audio input. Um, and this has been like the most fun thing about it is um, I've never really made something like this before. You know, even if it was just for myself, you know, mm -hmm. I've made notes, obviously, but... Um, and to like keep getting these like really like to keep learning from it over and over again especially as, as much as I've played it just for the testing purposes is um, right. always like a fun surprise um, yeah and it's cool too like how different people with different systems are going to have such different results um, I mean even like that was something I was thinking about yeah like even even switching between so I have I have this little portable case that I use but that's battery powered and I was thinking like this would be really fun to just play with this and then okay I'm just gonna do my 7u case that's sitting in front of my Needham case you know and like like take pieces out and use them as min miniature versions of my bigger synth oh yeah um, and that's the the game will feel different on both of those um, Definitely. I kind of yeah. I kind of tried to think about a like 208 HP system because I felt like that's roughly like if you were to average all like just like I don't know Eurorack users that mm -hmm. felt like a good size. Um, that's what I that's what I got out to use for this. I was like, oh yeah, my my seven U is is perfect for yeah for this. And yeah, I didn't want to be like I I feel like it wouldn't be very representative for everybody out there listening if I used like my all three of my giant you know like <laughs> i just realized that was like the the most gauche humble brag ever <laughs> like I, I decided not to use my enormous synth yeah i did it too i, I put together <laughs> this kind of like uh i call it the Rol the rolando music easel um it's kind of like because it's it ended up being like almost all make noise modules in uh it's like dpo two two different optimixes uh double maths uh, Rene, Cupas, maybe a phone, um, and then STO, and that sort of felt like Tony's music easel to me. Yeah, um, totally. And it's like, cool, that's like all, all by itself, that's kind of all I need, whatever. And then I made this uh, other case. They're both in um, the submodular, uh, this is a shadow. Those were super, really thin ones, and I have the donut so you can put them both together in like a double case, uh, is the support system. And that's got the circadian, <laughs> a planer voltage block pressure points and brains um, oh nice yeah it's got that's, the, that's like the playground that's the control the control exactly. for it's sort of like yeah. this uh you know this bumps up the main system um i want to planar so bad 
Oh, it's dude, like, the uh, the whole being able to record it and then play back your recording at different speeds and modulate that was like. That's that was, pretty awesome. That was awesome. Um, okay, well, I got I got mega distracted. So okay, so I've I've incorporated the tempi here. The tempi's getting clocked from the DPO square out too. So if we end up modulating the DPO, it'll modulate tempi as well as the clock that's going. Well, it is the clock that's going to the circadian. So Tempe's modulating um, QPOS frequency and resonance unattenuated, uh, both of them. Oh, here we go. Let's turn that down, turn the resonance down. Um, and I just have two different rates right now from the Tempe doing those, those clockings. Um, I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> best way I could describe it is kind of like this sort of like clicky alien computer because you get these sort of ringing sounds when the, mm -hmm. the resonance is modulating. Pro I guess it must be to full since it's unattenuated. Um, but then it's just sort of these like, like cell phone interference clicks when okay. it's, uh -huh. it's down. Uh -huh. Oh, I'm also getting cell phone interference clicks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was I, thinking like my, that's kind of almost what mine sounds like. I'm just like turning it wait, up here. Is it? I can't even tell. <laughs> So what I was thinking is, okay, so like the, the, this, this version we just played, you don't typically play with these cards, but let's, I have an idea for making up our new game because yes. of course, if, yeah, that we, was awesome. if we pull, we pull something out that says, you know, like use this for modulation. Well, then that's just going to like block our, that's going to, I say like, if we say, if we pull something out that cancels one of these cards, then it cancels it. And then maybe we can stick with that. We can keep it where we like it or switch it where we, where we don't like it or Absolutely. something. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I love it. This is like, again, one of my like sort of dreams for this once it gets released to everybody is that people start just using it in all the different ways that I didn't intend because I, I really spent a lot of time designing it so that it could do that. So the fact that okay. you were like, okay, so now let's throw the pro prog progression and disruption cards in there. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, let's do it. Like that, <laughs> that's, that's perfect. Um, and, and again, you just do that to whatever degree you want. Like, um, you know, you uh -huh. want to just throw in one or two. You want to just keep going until whatever. Like, that's, yeah, that's sort of the whole, the whole let's point. Let's draw one and see what we think. See what happens. Yeah, let's do it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Modulate the clock rate. Perfect. So, All right, sweet. I was, I was a step ahead cool. on that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, so I didn't do I, it yet, I, but I was I am going to... I think what I'm going to do then is I'm going to send a really slow sine wave into the one volt per octave of but of the modulation is gates so oh so i have to gate so you got you got to okay. use like a, a, a and this is another one where it's like you could you know it says like use a gate so if you don't have mm -hmm. another gate use a square wave or something okay but the yeah, idea is that say, like your I'll modulation should just be you know and, and in this case because of these abstractions it's all your modulation is unattended unattenuated gates slash square waves okay so i just put a square wave into the one volt per octave and i haven't listened to it yet um so let's actually i'm going to take it out and say this is what it sounds like right now just really really noisy and i'm going to put the square wave into the one volt per octave oh Whoa. Dude, mine just got really cool I mean, essentially, we're just working with computers right now. We're, this is a binary patch. It's just everything's on-off, fully unattenuated. Audi is our clock, so it's it's 
for all intents and purposes, some kind of a square wave or just a rising edge. Yeah, this actually that actually made it. I didn't like this patch until now. <laughs> now I think it's really cool. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna fade mine down. So wait, did you say you already had done that for yours? I was thinking about it. Like that was kind of like the path where I was going. Was like, all right, I'm gonna use the DPO uh, as the clock. Um, and then, you know, like modulate that clock somehow, since I knew it was going to sound noisy, uh, uh -huh. patching an audio clock into the circadian is just going to be like clicky and everything. So I thought a variation will be if I modulate that clock. Um, and then, um, since it's going to be a square wave, it, it'll be rhythmic, you know? Okay. Uh, or okay. It, so gate, you already did it? that. Yeah. Um, okay. So I, I hadn't done it yet, but, um, now okay. I have. Uh, and that, that made it really cool. It definitely added like some rhythm to it. Um, I haven't even turned on the delay yet. Um, I should probably clock the delay too. That would make it a little more interesting. And I, again, I haven't played with the, um, the, the sort of trigger pattern of the circadian. I just kept randomized using the random. Okay. Generate okay. Something. So, so I, have I just drew another I one. Them, uh, in what did you, so what did yours do? I, I heard a snippet of it and it sounded really neat. It kind of got very blurry. Not not a bad blurry. I mean, like the sound had this like really cool. Yeah, can you hear that? Yes. Oh, it's funny. Like, you, hold it. Yours is yours is blending in with mine. Okay, now, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So mine. Let's see. Here. Nice. It sounds like this. Yeah, and and this is what. So before the LFO went into the horrible um, proactive, it sounded like this. So not not a lot going on. Um, so plug that square back in. <laughs> that's actually I feel like that's really cool, and um, especially with this ensemble, like I was saying, like I have my ways of using it. I feel like I just discovered something I want to explore further yeah. with the ensemble because it's it's just such a cool cool oscillator. Yeah, I mean and. Uh this is, again, this is like, exa I, I love that we're both experiencing this in, uh, not only just together, but a certain real time with it, because mm -hmm. I, again, like this is also the first time, oh, in many, many months that I've played it with somebody, um, uh -huh. and I've never done it this way before. You know, we've uh -huh. done the patch battle Royale was the one I tested most with, you know, somebody else. Um, and yeah, I mean, this, this is what I just love about this. I keep calling it a game. This game is just like, you know, it was the only thing I was able to make that would really push me into doing these kind of things because mm -hmm. some of the stuff it was like, you'd think, maybe you'd think it and you go like, that doesn't make sense because of whatever. Like either something I've read, something I've been told, or I've never done that before. I don't know what it'll do or, you know, something. I mean, right. one of the greatest things about these modulars is like, you pretty much can't patch something wrong. Like it's, right. the chances you're going to pop something or blow something up is so infinitesimal that... Mm -hmm. um, that it's almost weird that people get into this habit. Um, well, it's not weird, but it, it's unfortunate that you can so easily get into this habit of like, this is for this and you do this with this. You know? Right, right, um, right. And it's probably just a consequence of like, they are such complicated systems. And, uh, you know, it's a community kind of teaching each other a lot of these things. And it's just natural that people are going to go like, well, the thing that this thing does really well or easily or whatever, or sounds the best doing that. That's what you do with it. And here's how you do right. it. Um, I think like a, a real like strong Testament to that is like hearing, I've heard so many people who make modules, you know, 
find themselves surprised with what people are doing with a thing that they spent years designing to yes. do the thing that they were designing it to do. And then yep. they're like, yeah, and this person surprised me by doing this with it. You yeah, know? I remember um, with, uh, was the beta of the original Renee and giving feedback to Tony. Um, and he's like, I never thought of doing that. And I was like, really? Because um, it wasn't <laughs> anything like, you know, weird. Um, it didn't seem like it to me. Um, but yeah, he's just like, his head was so about, here's how it's going to work. Uh Um, and that always really stuck with me. And I thought about that a lot when working on the cards is like, I need to make sure that I'm designing these in such a way that people could do, you know, stuff that I didn't think about. It's like the the Mm -hmm. whole thing is a giant exercise of like doing things that I didn't think think about, I guess. Yeah. Um, what I like about it is, is it's, I feel like anywhere in from somebody who just got their first system yesterday to like Todd Barton could could use these and have fun. Yes. You know? I'm glad you mentioned like that mas- too. Cause a master could have fun with them. Yeah. I, that, that was something I wanted to pay really close attention to as well. Like I wanted to make it to where it wasn't really using language that like only, you know, experienced people, um, understood, um, mm-hmm. that the mechanics of either choosing or patching or any of that stuff is, you know, anyone could do it. Um, and that as I was playtesting it and stuff, just really thinking about like, or I guess it reinforced this idea of like, there can't be just one way to play this because a beginner is going to want to use it one way. Um, Someone who's been patching for, you know, almost two decades is going to want to use it a different way. Um, And then everything in between, like you might wake up one day and want to do, you know, play it some way different. So I was like, this has to be a flexible set of cards. It can't just be like, here's how you play it. You know? Mm -hmm. Well, I love that. We're like, like exploring the flexibility of it right now, just by like, Hey, how about we do this with that? Like that is, that is so cool how it's designed to like, I love that. I love, I think I've, I've leaned in this a few times, but I love that you made it so open. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, That was, it was a really like, and it, it kind of dawned on me like maybe halfway through was like, that's how the modular is too. Like it's, it's yeah, totally. It's, that's what I was thinking. I was yeah. like, this is perfect because that's how this instrument in it, like how it is. So let's, let's draw another card. All right. So we're over an hour, but we can go long. But I, I was thinking, okay, here's, here's what I was thinking. We could either keep going with this or we could take, pull everything out and do a, a like a speed round of like, just like, the basic straight game. out of the box play. The only thing was sometimes the basic game can go long just because like uh-huh. the method for choosing or you have to flip a coin or it's like for every connection, flip a coin. Um, oh, right. I mean, right. we could, okay. we could still draw those. Um, uh-huh. but, um, I kind of like that. We're just treading like in a, we've never played, I I've never played yeah. this type of game variant. Like I really like that. And I think it's okay. I was hoping um, you'd say that. Yeah. I yeah. No, I, I say more. let's keep going because the other thing is like, there's really nothing super special about each game variant and it's not like the basic game is the main way to play it and these other ones are just variations of it um maybe i shouldn't have named them game variants um because it's really just like however you want to use it if you crack it open you take that instruction card and just fling it and like i'm just gonna like figure out how to do this that's Uh totally that's great actually because yeah again like i designed the card so that each card on its own is like a standing thing so uh-huh. it's not like this card only makes sense when you've played it in this context. I mean, the only kind of way is that maybe like an abstraction card, but I think people can kind of figure that out because they're worded okay. in such a way that's like, okay, this isn't a one-time thing. It's kind of telling me what I need to do mm-hmm. for this whole patch. Um, and that was a big thing too, was like the, in fact, um, 
So uh, Nathan Moody did all the art for me. So um, Oh, nice. Yeah. In ask. fact, I was thinking the other day, like, gosh, if he wasn't into this idea, I don't even know who I would have reached out to because he was the first person I thought of. Because <laughs> um, it was like, I know how to do everything except make this look cool. Like, I'm just not a good... I can, like, give good feedback and like that, but, like, from scratch, no idea. Um, and my original concept, again, kind of, like, stealing a little bit of inspiration from from Magic was I wanted the cards to have something visual so that once you've been playing for a while, you don't need to read it anymore. You just know that picture, mm-hmm. you know what that card is. Yeah. And I was kind of already developing like a consistent language of like, okay, there's, there's the word choose, there's unpatch. And I told Nathan, I was like, here's what I'm thinking. Like, there's like, we developed some of these icons that represent a word in the language. And there's like three icons or something on the card. So if you just read the icons, saw, looked at the icons, it told you what it was. I see. Okay. I was going to compliment how well they, yeah, it feels like a game that looks like a hundred percent Nathan. Like he killed it. Okay. It's awesome. Like just, just fantastic. Like I, I didn't give him any kind of like idea other than that. And he was like, no, I think I should make a unique one for each card. I was like, dude, that's like 25. He's like, no, I'll do it. I was like, oh, I don't, all right, whatever, man. And then, yeah, he came back and I was like, oh, this is, dude, this is so much better. I think there's only like two where we kind of went back and forth on like, hey, maybe we should tweak this a little bit or we should make this uh-huh. one look a little more, I don't know, whatever. Um, but yeah, no, the, uh, I forget where I was going with that other than like making sure I, uh, I just, yeah, Nathan I love it. The, like they use audio as your clock. It's like a, you know, a stopwatch with uh, the two hands. One's like a, a saw wave and one's like a, a yes, sine wave. Yes, dude. Like you know? I, it's just, it's brilliant. It's cool. And then ne- there's like this, Cause yeah, it was ones like those was like, I don't even know conceptually how you would describe that. Like visually. You know? Right. Yeah, totally. Um, and the modulate the clock rate, it's like, a, it's that same clock, but it's like yes. sliced and part the of slices it, and it moved. Like yep. that's, yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty genius. Um, yeah. And I think the only one that we did that maybe there's like just three where we did like two rounds of the um, one, which is one of my favorite abstractions. It's called um, start patching with your least favorite module. <laughs> and um I find that one. the uh the first one he kind of it was like a really awesome rendering of a module but it kind of had like smell waves coming off of it uh-huh. <laughs> um and it looked great but it also just kind of looked like it was smoking or hot or something oh uh-huh, uh-huh and so i was like i get that it's stink but like you know um i was like what if we just had it where it's like kind of a side view and you can see the ribbon cable so you know it's like it's like it's not plugged in or something. Like it's so so unfavored. It's not in your case. Um, uh, and, that's and it's perfect. Like, oh, that's perfect. He came back with that. I was like, dude, that's that's dead. That's perfect. Um, but uh, yeah, how did I get started on that? Something about the icons and visually and uh, oh, I guess this that that the cards when you see them, like you just kind of instinctively know what to do. I think the only thing that is sort of like a learn how to do this is like when it says choose a module. So mm-hmm. um, the way I like to do it the most is I kind of just like close my eyes and kind of put my hand somewhere and point uh-huh. and just push down until I hit something. That works really great for choosing a connection too at random. Um, or sometimes with a module, just if especially if it's a smaller system because you can kind of feel where your hand's going, is something I call the dowsing cable. So you just kind of like... Yeah. Wiggle a cable around up in the air, uh, which works great if your system's flat, and then just kind of drop it, and then whatever that touches, that's the that's the module that you chose. I'm gonna try that because the last card I just drew drew 
dro um, <laughs> is choose two modules and patch them together. There you go. Nice. So uh, what so, I've done before is like do it and then now drop the cable. And then the two ends of the cable, what they're touching, that's the Oh, okay. The I'm going to look away so I'm not biased. Okay, well, monsoon and, um, well, it didn't land on it. So I'm going to try again because it landed, it landed halfway off. Yeah. Um, another one that's a fun one, especially if you're like into board games and stuff and you've got some 10, 20, whatever-sided die, um, is kind of number, number the modules in your case, like, I don't know, clockwise mm -hmm. or whatever makes sense to you. And then for modules, you can roll the dice and then just choose that, that numbered one. Um, and then um, if something's asking you for a random connection, you could do that too. Just roll for the module first and then roll again for, you know, whatever numbered jack on the module. And then again, it's, it's another one of these ones, like you don't have to be a stickler for like, okay, does number one start from the top left or the, you know, bottom, just, no, you know right, whatever. Right. <laughs> the sixth okay. one that you decide to count is that, you know, you know, it's like that. I just threw a smaller cable because I was having trouble. It kept landing off of the case, but I just got the harmonic shift oscillator and the bog, which the bog is, um, is the, uh, kind of like the Erica synth woggle bug that after later just made. And then the harmonic oh, yeah, shift yeah. oscillator is like this new, this new oscillator from this new company called new systems. <laughs> so I think what I'm going to do is add, I got to do that. the same thing. Hang on. I'm going to try I'm going to shoot for the top case. I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, narrow the scope here a little bit. Nice. Okay. Uh, now, oh, since okay. This will work out good. I got maths, maths and the DPO. Couldn't have gotten a better combo. Uh, especially since we're using Bog has a, here. a couple audio outs, which I'm going to feed into the different parameters on the... Okay, why isn't... I think maybe the harmonic shift oscillator is not plugged in, so I need to switch it up. So what I'm going to do is use the out audio outputs from the bog. Oh, that's nasty. <laughs> Ooh, this is cool. Okay, so what I ended up doing was, uh, so I landed on massive UPO, um, and I'm trying to stick to the gates modulation thing so um i just put channel four in cycle and took the end of cycle um gate out patched that into the fm bus input uh control input with the attenuator all the way up no attenuation um and i put um oscillator a on the dpo into lfo mode um, okay now that means it's a sine wave so but i can't i can't change what the shape is on the dpo for the, the internal lfo so I'll give you a pass on that one. So what I did is, uh, well, I had to pick a new module. So um, I'm just going to clear this. Okay, so I've got the audio outputs from the um, the bog going into uh, into the uh, Chrono Blob Two, and then I'm going to I'm sending some um, from my my clock, which is my your analog oscillator. I'm putting that into the clock in for the bog and I'm going to send another out from the bog or from the, um, your analog. And I'm going to put that into, uh, the, the sink for the, 
for the uh, Chrono Blob 2, and I don't know what that's going to sound like. It's going to sound really weird. So let me hit record here, and I'm going to turn that up. If you chop over to mine, which you actually have to do, uh, I cleared the circadian rhythms pattern and started to just put some steps down so it's a little bit less noisy. And I think okay. now I'm going to bring in the... I've had the Mimeophone patched, which is the mix all the way down, so I'm going to... Um, uh, clock that from the tempi, so we're like clocked to a division of this audio rate uh, clock. Okay, so I'm gonna bring yours up in the mix right now. Okay. So what you're listening to now is James. Yeah, and I just turned up the Mimeophone mix, and of course it sounds cool. <laughs> and I'm manually yeah, playing with the zone control. I'm just wondering if sending a gate to this is going to sound like really cool. I think it will, but it's going to flip between like ultra small or I guess whatever I set the uh, control to and like huge. Um, but I think that'll work okay. That's one of my favorite, well, not favorite, but like the thing I really like about the no attenuation one is mm -hmm. more so than like your normal patching, it really forces you to think about what you're going to patch because you're Definitely. not going to be able to attenuate yeah. the signal. And that was a surprising thing, because I just thought, like, well, what do I never do? Like, I, I think this is one card when I was developing. Is like I started to kind of reach for a couple things. Like, all right, I'm kind of hitting a wall, but I need, you know, I felt like I needed uh, roughly nine or ten abstraction cards. Um, yeah. And uh, it was like, oh, what, what would be a really kind of, like, not hard thing to do? but something I don't normally do, and maybe it's something that most people don't, don't ever do. Um, and I was like, oh, patch without attenuation. That was something well, I remember when patching that popped with. Up, yeah, I was like, oh, fuck, that's going to that's gonna yeah. suck. <laughs> but and I've patched actually, on systems before fun. where it's like, there's no there's either small. I mean, I remember when my, my first two modules were the Plan B dual temporal gate, which is essentially kind of like an Optimix. It was two low-pass gates, and the dope for quad envelope. And like I had nothing else. I had no other sound generators. I think I used a Mogerfoga ring mod as like the sine wave. Uh -huh. There was no attenuation. And it was like, what did I do then? It's like, I just didn't yeah, attenuate it. Okay. <laughs> um, but it's funny to then transpose that to like a bigger system with much more complicated modules and everything and then not use attenuation. Um, and the thing I noticed when I was playing is the results are maybe a little bit more predictable because it's just swinging between value A and value all the way up or down or whatever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so you can kind of like, well, it's just going to be like, ah, uh, ah, or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but what I didn't realize is like, oh, it really forces me to think about the, the what I'm going to patch a lot more than, um, you know, and again, it, it just sort of went back to the like knocking you out of a rut because it was sort of right. like the rut, you don't think about it. It's like, this is what I do. I patch this all the yeah. time because I like it. Um, sorry, tangent. <laughs> I'm going like to turn all, mine up really quick. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just like, there's, there's, there's like years of this, you know, the stuff that went through my brain during development of it that like, you know, who else really, there was no one else to talk to about it. Um, right, right, like right. Either I was keeping it a secret or it's just like, people don't want to hear me talk about that for hours. I know exactly how it goes, man. Like you get like super, like when you pour that much of yourself into something and you're super excited about it, like everything you say leads you to another thing that you like, oh yeah. And there was also this aspect of it. Yeah, yeah. So like, I, I, I'm totally with you on that. <laughs> All right, so I, I added uh, the BOG audio outputs into the Chrono Blob 2, 
Um, and then I, I am, I'm using uh, a gate to sync the time of the Chrono Blob tube, and I'm also using a gate on one of the uh, one of the the delay time ins. Um, so it's probably going to sound very very strange, and I don't know what it's going to all sound like together. So here's what I just did. Dude, I love it. Yeah, so that sounds pretty Swarm cool. Swarm of bees. And yeah. now this is what I had done originally. I don't know how well it's going to work together. I don't know if that's like the zoom call doing it, but there's this part where it's like, it's really thinning out What's that? every once in a while. I just said, I don't know if it's the zoom audio processing doing it, but I hear these parts where it like gets super thin. Uh -huh. Like I know it's a hype. That sounds really cool. Yeah. I think, I think it's maybe a combination of both, but it's, it's like something like that something. was happening. Yeah. yeah. It's some, it, it's pretty, I feel like it's, it's at a stage right now where I could, um, I could definitely sit here and, and work, work at it and like, decide like, okay, what, what, what do I want to do with this? So what I'm finding useful about this, this particular round we just played is it got me to a point where I was like, where if I threw the rules out now, I feel like I could take this somewhere really fun. And that doesn't sound like anything I usually do like yeah. sonically. So it's, it's fun to get a new seed planted and seeing like, where can I follow that? You know? So yeah. That's, and that's perfect. Like, um, again, like the, the game variants I sort of advertised and had come up with are just starting points. Mm -hmm. Like some of them have an idea of like you stop at some point, like patch battle Royale has like, it's a certain number of time or number of cards you play. Um, that doesn't have to be the case. Right. Um, uh, and, and yeah, if you just like, you got far, all you did was play two progression card or whatever disruption cards. And you just like, this is perfect. That's that. That's cool. Yeah. It's done. Like you can sort of stop playing or interacting with the cards whenever you want. Yeah. And even if you set some rules for yourself in the beginning and then go like, oh, this is really awesome. I want to stop now. Just do it. Like that's, you arrived at the destination and the purpose of like what the cards were designed to do. Totally. So. Yeah. I love that. I love, I, yeah, I've already said it, but I, I just keep thinking like, this is so much fun how you can just do it however you want. I was also thinking it'd be well, cool. Well, that was to like, me was the hardest part was yeah. like, okay, is this going to be really hard for people? Mm. Like, especially if I could keep calling it a game because I couldn't really think of something better to call it. Mm -hmm. um, that would, you know, at least you have a better sense of what it is if you call it a game than if you call it, you know, some other kind of like made up thing. Um, it's like, will people be comfortable with like the rules are wishy-washy and can be abandoned and like there necessarily isn't an end. Like all games have an end. Um, is that going to be weird? I think um, if uh, anybody who thought that to was the point weird, of like choosing like people who think that is weird, like wouldn't be into modular. Cause like, like that's possible. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Cause that's just what modular is. Um, the other thing I almost wanted to preface too was like, um, but I didn't, I didn't want to like make this faction of like, because there is such a strong faction of like, you can't make music or like you can't finish tracks with a modular versus, you know, you can or, or whatever, right. but like just a modular just for making weird sounds. Um, because I also didn't want it to be like patch makes songs for you or like it helps you finish tracks or any of that kind of stuff. It's like really all it does is help you learn the modular and just get better at it and explore it mm -hmm. and kind of, you know, um, 
a way to like again like a tool for practicing what this this instrument is capable of. Um, I think what I'm it, it mo- certainly like, could help you finish tracks yeah, and stuff. Yeah, but what I'm it most could just help you about. make a bunch of weird noises <laughs> you've never made before, and then like go oh whoa totally and then, you know. <laughs> what I'm excited about is sometimes like I w- sometimes I'm not in the mood to patch, and sometimes I'm in the mood to patch, and then sometimes when I'm in the mood to patch, I'm on. And I can do some, like I patch something and sometimes the first patch is like, I'm recording this. And sometimes I'm in the mood to patch and I patch and nothing is working. Like I, I like sometimes yes. it's weird. Sometimes I suck at patching and yeah. I feel like, Oh no, this those, is like garbage comes out. Yeah. It's the weird, it's like, you just like, what is happening? And you're like, it, like I, why is it's, I swear it's at least like maybe like every th- two or three months I have a day where I'm like, should it, should I even like, call myself a modular synthesis like this is such garbage um and i think on those days this is when these would really really come in handy yep yeah and 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 like to go back that's that was sort of the start of like those days it was like you know i have those days um i started to have them more just because i'd be more tired um Mm -hmm. or maybe i was just compressing it because it's like i've got 30 minutes i've got an hour or something Mm -hmm. like it's no longer the, I could just do this all afternoon. It's just, I got an hour to do something cool and nothing is coming out. That is a, yeah, um, that's an excellent case. And Yeah. And that started with the like, okay, well, how do I push myself to like, go back to that, the, the early days brain of fully exploring something without an intent behind it. And then that led to the, everything that eventually led to the, the card. So yeah, that's what I do now. If, it's one of those days or it's one of those days where it's like, I want to patch, but I don't really have any like creative flow that's coming out mm. or like an idea that I want to try. I, I go to the cards. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking of somebody it's, working it's, from home, you know, during the pandemic and says, you know, at lunch break, I'd like to play my synth, but I can't do anything in a half hour. Well, this right. could be a good way to keep you on the rails of a half hour, you know? Absolutely. Um, the, I've done it too for, um, some sound design stuff. A friend was working on a game. I just needed like, I don't know, a bunch of weird sounds. And I was like, well, dude, I don't have, I'd love to give this to you. I just don't have time to like curate sounds. And I thought like, you know what? I'm just going to like use the cards, generate a bunch of random stuff and record it and just go here, just snip whatever you want out of it. Cause it was all supposed to be like machine sounds, computer sounds Mm -hmm. um, to where it was like, okay, well this is all non-specific, but I could certainly like rabbit hole on like, you know, computer sounds Mm -hmm. or whatever. But, uh, and it worked out really well. He was he was pleased, and I got to play around. I got some play testing in, and I got some time with the modular. But um, yeah, it's it's really just like you know the say Malcolm Gladwell, the ten thousand hours. Yeah. Like to be an expert, you need ten thousand hours. Right. And it was like, well, you know, maybe after it was like thirteen, fourteen years with the modular, I might have getting close <laughs> to that. But it's just sort of like my time with it is tailoring down. So it's like, how do I how do I get these hours in and this practice in and like not follow the ruts. And mm-hmm. I think I'm like trying to really repeat myself now, but that's really <laughs> all where it came from. Like just, um, that's, that's the purpose of patch the card game. So how do people get it? Where do they find it? So, um, I think probably by the time this goes live, I've announced it on Instagram. Um, the first very small test run, um, modular eight.com. Um, Phil here in Portland's got a small stock of them. Um, uh, yeah, modular8.com. PatchTCG.com is the website. Um, there's a store on there for a pre-order right now. Um, as I've got the order out um, for, uh, you know, the, uh, like a, a bigger order. So I should have those in a couple weeks. 
Um, so I set those as a pre-order. So if modular8.com somehow is sold out by the time someone gets this, go to patchtcg.com, um, order there, and uh, as soon as they, they arrive, I'll, I'll send them out. Okay. Um, so it could then, be some um, cool stocking stuffer ideas. Yes. So yes. get on it. I'll throw a link in the um, description for sure. So if you're listening, cool. just go, just open your phone up and go, go click that link. Um, I'm getting some help reaching out to um, European um, and international dealers too. So I'd love to get um, those stock there just so it's not such long ship times and everything. Um, so uh, if by the time you're hearing this, if your local dealer shop isn't carrying it, just tell them you'd like them to carry it. Reach out to me. The email's on patgcg.com. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's twenty five bucks for the deck. Um, they're nice quality cardstock. Like I made sure to go with like you know poker level quality. Oh, it card looks stock. great. Yeah, it's it feels like a real game. Like it, it's it's great. You know, it it, it is a real game. But I didn't mean <laughs> feel like I feel like I could set it next to my like my Settlers of Catan and my my you nice know, stuff oh like awesome that. yeah. I mean, right we really in. wanted to make the box look good, even though I figured like you know. I, like I, I, I don't even know where the box is for the deck that I use all the time because I just have the cards out. Mm-hmm. But it's like I wanted the box to like look nice, um, look cool, and of course Nathan's art is fantastic looking. Yeah, um, yeah. tell Nathan you like the art. And, uh, it's so great. You know what I was thinking? So what we could do is went for a patch since we we played the game, but we kind of like just brought our patches up and talked about them. What if once we're off of this call, you and I spend just a few minutes with our patches and try to make them, yes. you know, like, and now we can abandon our rules, but we have to keep what we've, we have here and try we started, to, yep. and we, we make this our patch challenge for the episode and then we'll, we'll each That's play awesome. a couple minutes of it and I'll throw them in at the end. That's killer. Yeah. That sounds Let's like fun. That. Awesome. Well, James, thank you so much for Yeah. Thank you, man. man. It's great to talk to you again. Yeah, likewise. It's, it's fun, like seeing and talking to you and not just listening to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get into James's patch. Okay. Patch challenge. Um, I don't know if this is worth note of not, but uh, I didn't change any patching from uh, our game. So all I'm doing is just changing controls, my hands. Thanks, dude. This was really fun.
Awesome. All right, let's get into mine. Uh, I kind of did the exact same thing that James did with his. Is uh, kind of just left it how it was and did some manual modulation with my hands. I may have used some other LFOs or something, but I actually don't remember. But it's a real noise bath. Thank you, James, for coming on the show. Don't forget to go check out Patch the Card Game. Uh, thank you, Nita Boardworks, After Later Audio, and Patchworks. Check out that new systems instruments, Harmonic Shift Oscillator. Um, thanks for your support on Patreon. If you'd like to help out, please visit patreon.com forward slash modular modcast. Thank you so much. Here's my patch. And until next week. <laughs>